Hi, everybody. Welcome back. I'm Jacqueline. And it's Alana. And welcome to another installment of Black Black and and Yellow. Yellow. So today's topic is one that I... I thought I knew a lot about and then did some research into it and was like, yeah, no, I don't know as much as I thought. That thing would be online dating. Specifically, who is the most dateable, dateable. female demographic in the United States? We all know. I thought it was white <laughs> women. I thought that white women dominated online dating. I was wrong. You were wrong. Completely wrong. Completely wrong. Jackie's giving me a shit grin because she's <laughs> like, ha ha ha. No, it's Asian women. They look like me. <laughs> Just kidding. They don't all don't. I mean, we do look different, but, you know, we also all look alike. So whatever. But Asian women are highly sought after in online yeah, dating. But not just. I mean, I knew this from just life, like just of all races. It's just something that's known. And I, I'm surprised that you didn't know that. Well, I haven't been on online date. I've never participated yeah, in online dating. neither have I. I've been, oh, well then, how do you know so much and I don't? <laughs> I don't know. I just <laughs> have these magical fairies that give me wisdom in my sleep. So. <laughs> so I've been in a long-term committed relationship since before online dating became a thing. So I'm very much checked out of it. Um, but in research for this podcast, I was shocked to find the statistics that supported the fact that Asian women completely dominated. They are the... The most dateable demographic, we'll say. Um, this is actually backed up by quite a bit of research done by OkCupid and the Facebook app, Are You Interested? So between both of those platforms, they both found that a particular race gets disproportionately higher amounts of interest than other races. So the Facebook app, Are You Interested, did a study with 2.4 million heterosexual interactions. I find that an important word to stress because there wasn't actually much research in the way of homosexual interactions, which I find is quite sad and lacking. But of these 2.4 million people, women got three times more interaction than men did. All men seem to be more interested in people outside of their race. That's interesting. That was interesting to me, too. Yeah. Asian women got the highest response rate and black men and women got the lowest response rates. So there you go. Let that let that sink in there for a a second. If you are any of those. Yeah. But I also found it interesting that uh, men were more willing to cross racial bounds and racial lines if there was a romantic initiation already made so essentially if a white man was reached out to by an asian woman or a latina woman or a black woman he was more likely to respond than if he was just uh initiating the conversation by himself oh i see like there was already an interaction between them exactly and the women maybe came on first exactly yeah um black women got the most response from black men I don't think that that's Shocking at all Yeah White- Same with Asian The Asian men And Asian women Okay yeah That yeah. doesn't surprise me Yeah uh, White men got more responses From almost every Racial group And Asian and Latina women Almost exclusively Preferred white men To men of any other race And uh, most men responded To Asian women Than any other women Which I already My My wheels were turning i was like wow that's so interesting because i thought that wh- white men would respond to white women more more than asian women and uh, all men except asian men preferred asian women what yeah right i know what? I, I, yeah I, I i was completely surprised when i read that according as well. to okay cupid according to okay cupid okay. and facebook 
And like, don't sleep on Facebook. Facebook is a is a totally credible dating app, though it's not it's not exactly I mean, branded a, as a, yeah, a dating app. They they have enough users to come up with a, a credible. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of affairs and relationships and everything in between have been started on Facebook. Oh, like, don't sleep oh, on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, you know, for sure. <laughs> the, I sorry. Side note: I read this. I read the statistics somewhere. Don't quote me, but that um, currently, right now, the percentage of divorce rates are, if they're higher, I don't know what the, what they're at, where they are at now. But Facebook and these social media platforms are mentioned in like divorce papers by lawyers. Oh yeah, like more than ever before. So it's just fascinating. That doesn't surprise me yeah, at all. Me neither. I mean, it's how the world, in theory, stays connected. Yeah. Even though people say that no one's using Facebook anymore, I think a lot of people are using Facebook, just not just in the differently. Way. Yeah, it's not changing. in the way that we used to. Right. It's more like, oh, look at these cat videos. Right. <laughs> <laughs> to finish up with these statistics, uh, Asian men message Latino women the most, and Asian women message Asian men the least. It's so fascinating. Right. So, hearing about all this, I started to wonder if. America has an Asian, a love of Asian women, or do we have an Asian fetish? Yeah, let's distinguish the difference. And there's a fine line between having a preference. You know, I just have a type. I just like Asian women and totally fetishizing Asian women. Correct. Uh, And I do have a definition of what racial fetishization is just so that we're all on the same page. So racial fetishization, according to Wikipedia, involves fetishizing a person or culture belonging to a race or ethnic group that is not one's own, i.e. white man to Asian woman. Therefore, it involves racial or ethnic stereotyping and objectifying those bodies who are stereotyped and at times their cultural practices. Hmm. So that being said, I was interested to find out what it was about Asian women that men found so irresistible. I mean, I, I can barely resist you, Jackie, but I'm also, (laughs) I'm also not trying to, you're trying not to jump at me right now. I'm trying not to sleep with you. That might, uh, that might change after this. Dylan, watch out. (laughs) Your ladies just might, you know, just kidding. So I went on a bunch of different chat boards, a bunch of, I tried to find, uh, more statistics as to what what it was about Asian women that was just so damn attractive. And I have a small list here that sort of kept repeating itself as I checked these different platforms. So uh, Asian women were viewed, A, Asian people in general, they're the more feminized ethnic group in the United States, which mm-hmm. is great for Asian women because it means they're viewed as inherently more feminine than other other races. other races it's not great for asian men because that essentially means that asian men are uh, are not as masculine they're exactly they're looked a little bit more they're feminized yeah exactly unless they do kung fu yes. so they either have to do kung fu or they're or you're a woman exactly mm-hmm. there's really no in between but uh the 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 factors that kept coming up in this research i was doing were uh, asian women were praised for their petite frames their youthful-looking faces, which essentially, their youth-looking faces uh, that maintain a youthful look past a youthful age, yeah. i.e. Asian women look younger, longer than women of other races. Their long, shiny hair, which again feeds into a youthful overall look. The fact that they're tighter down there 
I don't think I have to elaborate too much on that. But if you are really uh, at a loss, that means that Asian women are believed to have tighter vaginas. They are docile. They are submissive. They are more conservative than their Western counterparts. They're more polite than their Western counterparts. And they're quiet and not as mouthy. I think I think a lot of that is also the culture as well and a lot of that is true but i think once it becomes something that is either fetishized Mm -hmm. sexualized or just a preference in general i think those are the fine lines that we want to distinguish between is it healthy is it not are you specifically only dating asian girls because of that versus oh you just like this person for who they are you know yeah i mean i think that having a preference and having a fetish is a very fine line yeah and i think that it's not always conscious i think a lot of it can be subconscious definitely but i know reading these same these same sentiments over and over again i started to feel a little bit icky because not all asian women possess these qualities not all asian women are tiny not all asian women are um, are that are any of that really yeah, I mean, I think that you're essentially taking a belief of what Asian women are and projecting it onto yes, the definitely. women that you see on these and so- sites. And society doesn't help. I mean, they consistently no. uh, uh, project these images through media, through shows, through all that stuff. And it doesn't help. Kind of perpetuates the cycle. Yeah, and it, it can be definitely problematic, I think, because at the core of, of fetishization is objectification. Yes. Is stripping away the individual that you're attracted to and assigning these characteristics to that, them. Right, that they should already come with. Like right. some sort of, I don't know, furniture from Ikea or something. I don't exactly. Know. <laughs> so how does one distinguish a preference versus a fetish? And I think the first... I think the first sort of a uh, line of questioning would be if you find yourself attracted to someone online for maybe common or shared interests, as opposed to leading with the quote, ethnic or racial tokenization, right. i.e. are you reaching out to a woman, an Asian woman on these popular dating sites and leading with, hey, I see that, you know, you like hiking. I like hiking. We have a similar religious background. I think we have a couple of other things in common. Let's get together. Or are you leading with the, I like Asian girls. Right. I like their bodies. I yeah. like their this. I like their that. I'm not into white girls, which is another sort of more subtle way of essentially fetishizing someone, but not exactly like leading with the fetish as opposed mm-hmm. to saying, I like Asian girls. You're saying, well, I don't like white girls, but because I'm hitting on you and you're an Asian girl, you know, yeah. the, the fetish is there. Right. Um, I think another way to d- to distinguish preference versus fetish is are you liking these girls because of what you assume Asian culture is? Uh-huh. Does that make sense? No, it does. I that I don't I don't know how much of that actually goes through a man's mind unless he's specifically looking at looking to like find a wife, you know? I hear what you're saying, but I th- again, I think that's the the subconscious part of That's running their decision of who they're choosing to Yeah hit on or so on and so forth. Exactly. If you're completely negating an entire group of people and only focusing on one group of people, then I would wonder, is it because you actually have an honest preference or do you have a fetish? Or you just assume that she's going to be this because she's Asian. She's going to be domestic and good in the house and she's Asian. So, you know, 
that becomes sort of the the fetish and the the like that's all that they go for right because a lot of women can have petite frames a lot of women oh, can have young yeah. looking faces a lot of women can be uh docile right. and obedient and whatever but i think that when you are assuming that all of that you're going to get that full package from an asian girl i think that we're stepping into uh, really dangerous territory. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think that you see, if you tuned into our podcast, uh, when we were talking about Asian st- female stereotypes in movies, we talked a little bit about the Asian comfort woman and how that trope came to be around World War II when a lot of American soldiers' first encounters with Asian women were at these essentially uh, whorehouses and where Asian women were being objectified because they were objects that were solely there. And they were also surviving. I mean, they had to. Yeah. I mean, they were trying to to do the best they can with, with the tools that they had provided. Mind you, some of them were were coerced into prostitution and some of them went on their own accord. I think that's important to note. That it's not just one sided. Yeah. So there are definitely, there's definitely roots as to why we, when I say we, I mean our Western culture uh, believes that women, that Asian women are docile, submissive. They're tiny all over the place. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. Uh, are obedient to the men that they will that soon marry and, and form families mm-hmm. with. I think that there is some history there. Yes, absolutely. But I think what's troubling is that that history is still persisting. Yes. it's And it, I don't I don't feel like it's gone away like like I don't think it's it's gonna go away anytime soon and if anything because of all these platforms arising it might only make it more obvious you know based on these statistics from OkCupid that that Asian women not only are the most desirable just in general mm-hmm. but even in online dating and you know we could talk about like sugar daddies and sugar babies true and, and even the way they're sometimes portrayed on in media, mm-hmm. it, it it goes to that. I mean, even media fetishizes them, you know. Yeah, I mean, and it's like, why? Like, why can't we just be a normal person definitely. on television? Definitely, and you yeah, know? I do think that the media and pop culture as a whole does provide a window into desires, especially right. since you know the media is. If you don't have a lot of um, interaction with people of other races and the only interaction that you have is television is movies exposure right it, exactly if that's all not you not living have. in a very diverse I mean we're from Los Angeles it's so diverse over right. here but if you're not living in a place that's so diverse and you get the only exposure which like you said is pop culture mm-hmm. then, then you're you're going to believe that this is how Asian women are and if you're right. looking for a mate and those qualities appeal to you yes then you're obviously going to go in the direction of dating an Asian woman right. which is great but I think it's problematic when when we uh strip away someone's individual qualities and assign them the qualities that we believe to be true because of what we see mm-hmm. on TV yes and I think that when that happens we're definitely in fetish territory mm-hmm. and I know a lot of Asian women you know there's a lot of articles a lot of bloggers that do have an issue with this because for sure i would you know because it's 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 not it's not fun to be fetishized no at all like no one takes pride in that no no one welcomes that with open arms no you know why can't if i like i'm a highly intellectual person and you know if i want to be really brainy or really smart but they are only seeing my eyes and my features and that becomes a problem 
Absolutely. You know, because and, you're not a whole person, you're right. a one dimensional object at that point. Right. You're picking certain parts of me and you're only focusing on that where I come with ev- like this is all of it. Like you're not you can't just get one or the other. Right. Right. Exactly. I read a statistic somewhere that 64 percent of Asian women say that they when they've received direct messages from suitors online, these suitors have led with the fetish foot. So oh, essentially absolutely. they've said hey, I like Asian girls. We should go out. Yeah, no, I've gotten that so much. And how does that make you feel? Like, how do you, do you respond or how do you respond? It's pretty disgusting. Um, And I just, I feel bad for them because they they probably won't get many girls if you lead like that all the time, you know? Um, Not if you want like a, like a, serious relationship you might i don't know you might get like a hookup here and there who knows yeah uh if you're constantly leading with that it just it's it saddens me and then you know to think how they grew up who their mothers are i instantly go to like what kind of education they had where they grew up and the fact that they're there and there's been a lot of times where i've also said like you know that that may not be the first thing you should say to a woman oh definitely definitely i've said that a couple times you know and Mm -hmm. then i i haven't even like continued the conversation um, <laughs> online sometimes I just sort of like don't even respond because it's not worth my time. Yeah. You know, because I don't want to go into that whole like, you know, how it is the whole online like. You don't want to go into the lecturing. Yeah. It's just it's a waste of my time. Yeah. And and um, I don't know if they're, they'd be ready to hear it. Um, but there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of Asian women that are really outspoken about this stuff. And and I think that helps. Definitely. Um, and there are a little bit, you know, like Constance Wu is a great one. She's she's very outspoken on social media. She talks about her thoughts and her beliefs. And I don't view her as, you know, I'm sure a lot of men do, but she's she's a strong she's a strong Asian woman, mm-hmm. especially in today's world. Um, and she's on she's on um, she's on in the media, so that helps. But yeah, I think it's something that especially men, especially white men, have to kind of have that in the back of their head that. It, is it a preference? And if it's a preference, then great. But if it's a fetish, then that either has to be slowly, I don't know, how do you like, I don't want to say like fixed or cured because everyone's, you know, you can Well, have, it does need to be fixed or cured. If it, you're it, fetishizing it, someone, that should be Right, fixed. constantly. I mean, if you just want to like sit at home and like watch some porn and like do that, then like that's fine with me. But if you, if you're going out there in the world and treating women like this, Mm -hmm. then I think that's, that's a problem. I hear you, but can I play devil's advocate for a second? Yeah, go for it. So you and I work at a pretty popular bar in Pasadena. We have a very large Asian clientele. And there are definitely times when I see first dates or second dates. And I do see the Asian woman sort of putting on this show, if you will. Oh, uh, of course. And that to me is sad because A, it's just perpetuating this stereotype. Yeah. But B, why is the bigger question I have. When I see it happening at my host desk, I'm like, you know that you're doing yourself a huge disservice. Like, I just hope you know that. But I and I, and I guess for me, I've never had to play the sort of like sweet and innocent card because I don't come across like that. Right. Yeah. You're um, you're intense. I quite. I love that about you. <laughs> Thanks. But um, but yeah, I find myself going, why are you doing that? I think a lot of it is maybe culture. That's like number one is culture mm-hmm. for sure. One thousand percent. I can say that out out loud. Culture, um, upbringing, 
Um, and then, you know, a lot of a lot of traditional like the tiger mom, that's a stereotype. Definitely. A lot of like my mom, she's she's very intense. She's strong. And a lot of them, maybe because they're single moms or, you know, they're they're they run the household. So they have to be tough in that way. Yeah. Um, so I know a lot of Asian girls who have um, strong mothers, which might as as they were growing up, put them in already a docile state because they had such a strong mother. Oh, I never Does thought that make about sense? that. Yeah. So then when they go out into the world, they only really know how to be that one type of sweet, docile um not creature, I mean, you know, state Person. of state of yeah, state of being. Yeah. Uh that and then when they start dating, they start realizing that it's successful because they're getting guys. Mm. And so they continue to do that unknowingly, unknowingly, ing, I think that's unknowingly, right. unknowingly yeah. <laughs> um, continuing the cycle, which they might not authentically like I'm not authentically this like. Oh, like that's so sweet. Like, oh, like I'm gonna just be shy and cover yeah. my mouth and mm-hmm. giggle. Like I'm not I mean, I'm just not that kind of girl. And so such a waste of time. A lot of times they don't even know that who their authentic self is. It's really deep, guys. Oh wow. And so they put on this sort of and we're we know all people do that. We're different with everybody. We're different yeah. but but yeah, it becomes this like and especially if you're out there dating and you're doing the whole like dating game, it's tough and you wanna like reel someone in and see whether they are worth it or not. But I think you're like you said, you are wasting your time if you are playing this sort of this game. Because essentially you're playing it with yourself. Because then you're doing a disservice to yourself by not being authentic and wasting your time with this first date or this guy that might not even go anywhere. Right. You know? Right. And then I would wonder when does the game end? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like does does he finally say something like really assholeish and then you just like can't take it or something? Or does she all of a sudden like just you know, well, a lot of time they get into like an abusive relationship and that's really sad, you know, True. women in general. But but yeah, it's 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 uh, it's I think the more we can empower Asian women to sort of not feed into this stereotype, not yeah. feed into this preference, not feed into the yellow fever, just being authentic and hey, like me for me, my qualities, my values and not so much maybe my eyes and my skin and my hair. Yeah, and those can always be parts of that, mm-hmm. but not leading with that. Um, I think it would really help address these, this issue. Yeah, because yeah. I understand having a physical type if yeah. you like petite women and if you like the, the yeah. youthful looking faces, the almond shaped eyes, the right. long, shiny, dark hair, that I all understand. Right, like darker features, whatever. Right. Everyone's entitled to their preferences. For sure. But I think when it crosses into a, 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 a line of I'm requiring these characteristics. Yes. I think that that's where we're in a, a danger zone. Yes. And, and especially, you know, if you go out and you're like single and you're like, if you're a guy and you're just like kind of hunting for these girls, it's just, it's really disgusting. You yeah. Know? I also find, I found those characteristics problematic, um, especially the docile and submissive. I found those two words the most problematic and probably the, the not the not too mouthy, you know, super polite, not too mouthy. Those are the three that I found really awful because essentially what these men are saying is Western women, black, white, Latino, or otherwise, they're too ambitious. Mm-hmm. They, they're too independent. Mm-hmm. They have too many opinions. Yeah. They're too loud. I can't handle that. Right. I want someone who's there 
to serve me is right. essentially what it sounded yeah. like to me. And it's very traditional. It goes back a while, you know, of women serving the men and and the whole uh, matrimony and, and how that the whole the de- de- definition and how much marriage has changed or the the in society the way we operate as individuals that's changed a lot from back then for sure um i also have to you have to take i i this is something i always think about you have to take into consideration what kind of mothers these men had because if these men had really overbearing strong mothers just like the asian women they're not gonna want a wife that's gonna be like his mom but then isn't you know? that but isn't that problematic in and of itself? It is. Because if you if you already have a strong woman as your sort of your first guiding female force, right. isn't on some level that a problematic thing to not continue to want solely because yes. I already had that, I don't want that. I want to I want to be the yeah. leader and shine I brighter think, than my wife I think or where girlfriend. I, where I'm coming from is that if they have some sort of trauma with that kind of figure okay. in their life, then they're subconsciously gonna attract maybe the opposite or the same okay. you know i've yeah. seen both um in my family and in life in general uh but what were we saying i totally lost my train of thought. uh that isn't it problematic if you oh, already had a strong yes. female figure in your life and though the docile the submissive that's yeah. what you were talking about that right you have found yeah i i think that is a problem uh especially if if they're only allowed to be that or if they're anything other than docile or submissive, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. Or if, if if the woman herself or the girl herself feels wrong by being becoming the strong person, I think that becomes an issue. Because right. then, then we're dealing with self-confidence, self-esteem, everything of that that leads into, you know, you becoming a woman and finding your partner. Exactly. And then it affects it all. Right. Because everyone's on their best behavior when they first start dating someone. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And and especially when you're young and you want boys to like you and you see that maybe being this way is going to get the boys to like you. This is, I mean, all women in general, but especially if you see that, well, I'm Asian, I maybe have an upper hand because I'm Asian and I'm going to be docile so I can get these guys. Mm -hmm. Then then that becomes a problem. Well, yeah, because it has to drop eventually. Oh, yeah. I mean, if at the core of who you are, if you are a strong, independent, ambitious, career-minded woman, Asian or otherwise, if you're playing into this docile and submissive, obedient, quiet trope, that's going to... That's not going to serve you long term because the, the real you is going to come out. Let's say for sake of argument, you start dating this person, you put on that mask, you've been dating for a while, that mask is going to come off. Oh, it's going to, you know yeah, I mean? all your true colors are going to show. The regardless. good behavior drops, I would yeah. say, two or three months into a relationship Definitely. when you think you've already got one in the bag. Yeah. Right. And then, I, I mean, on the other hand, if you are, if your dream is to become a domesticated housewife and you just you love it and you own it, then then that's awesome. That shouldn't be something that's like also looked down upon. Exactly. You know, if you're if you are awesome at raising kids and cooking and cleaning and that's your thing and the husband, you know, is a breadwinner and I mean that's you know, it's like it's like we're living in a world where there's so many extremes now. Yeah. That it's it, it becomes a little like, well, what if, what about the people who are just kind of in the middle and she just wants to be a normal housewife? Like, there's nothing wrong with that either. No, not you at know? all. No, I th- no, there's definitely not. But I think reading these this feedback from these men that are looking for essentially everything that I don't know for me as a, a working woman, I am told that's a bad thing. 
oh no you want to be ambitious no 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 I can't date you you're loud and opinionated oh no 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 to the left like I that's not a quality for me I think that that gets dangerous yeah do you know what I mean because I don't think any woman should bend or change herself for a man or for a man's interests I think that every woman has the right to live the life that she wants to create for herself regardless of what men find attractive I agree I think that that should be at the core of like our values but but the sad truth is that women do and I mean so do men in a certain way I don't know specifically but that's just part of whether you're gonna attract someone in your life you're you're bound to just I mean hopefully you don't bend it too much but I think all women have experienced some sort of like saying something different being something different wearing something you know that's just I don't know what that's all about but it happens. I mean, it, hopefully it'll happen less and less as, you know, we become more empowered, which I think we are. Well, I think for some but, women, the 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 hope of getting married and having a family, for some women, Trump's wanting to have a successful career and be ambitious. Yeah, I mean, I sure. definitely know women that will bend their career desires if they feel like it's not going to serve them uh, relationship wise. Right. And I don't know, that makes me extremely sad. Because what if your what if your relationship doesn't work out? You know what I mean? Or yeah. like, what if what if this man that you're banking all of these um, hopes and dreams on in terms of having a successful long term marriage with kids? What if that doesn't pan out? I know. Well, you know what I mean. I mean, that's there's a price to pay for everything. You know, sacrifice. yeah. Then you've stunted yourself and you've stunted your overall growth. Yeah, I see that, but I also see it more of like they got married and had kids, and she was maybe. Maybe this is something she, I don't know. Like we might I, have to agree to disagree we might on have this to, one. Yeah, because I I know many people in my lives, older mother figures who have done that, mm-hmm. and they're happy and they're fine. And some of them have gotten divorced. Some of them are still together. And maybe these women weren't meant to be career women in the first place. Hmm. Or maybe these women had to go through that motherhood, had to go through that period of their lives where they be were the domesticated ones and were giving and were there for their family to realize their worth and potential. And then there she finds out, okay, and I'm going to divorce you and figure my life out. But she wouldn't have figured that out if she didn't go through that in the first place. I hear you. So I'm, I'm, I might be pulling it more into like a everything happens for a reason kind of. Okay. Like more like, you know universal yeah. like law sort of thing okay but but I, I i see where you're coming from i think i think for the first time on black and yellow jackie <laughs> and i are agreeing to disagree right <laughs> which, which is, is fine. totally fine which is totally fine uh one thing we can agree on is that america by and large has got some yellow fever going on i know if you've never heard of what yellow fever is i'm not talking about the 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 possibly uh, deadly virus um, that you could get if you are bitten <laughs> by infected mosquitoes. Because hey, that is a, that. that's a form of yellow fever. <laughs> yellow fever uh, in this particular case is when someone of a different race is in love with an Asian woman. In this case, it could also be an Asian man. Because oh, I do believe that Asian yeah. men are also fetishized, but in a different way sure. than Asian women are fetishized. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard like men straight up be like, oh, yeah, I have yellow fever. Okay. Like straight up. <laughs> it's like, I just wow. hate the fevers. I have yellow fever. I have jungle fever. They're just like, they're, they're hot for them, you know? Just no, like, I know. But it sounds like if you like someone outside of your race, you're going to get a an incurable disease. You know what I mean? I see it as like they, like they want it so bad that they're just like 
they're just like overwhelmed. Like it's um, like when you have a fever, it's like your everything in your body rises up, a, you know, a certain degrees. And right. it's like they just like they're just like crazy for them. Like they can't live without like they can't have like not have that. They're crazy for them or they yeah. fetishize that. Oh, both. I mean, you can put that in the same category. All right. OK. Cool. In that sense of having a yellow fever. All right. Or the yellow fever. Well, if you are listening to this and you're like, well, I don't really get it. How am I to know if I am fetish, if I'm, if I'm racially fetishizing a group of people, uh, there is an amazing article called Five Signs You're About to Be Racially Fetishized. Oh it's my by, gosh. by a woman named Maisha Kai. And she wrote this as a black woman, um, basically talking about being fetishized by white men for her black skin. But I think that this is a good sort of litmus test if you're listening to this going, hmm, am I, I don't know if I'm racially fetishizing the girls that I'm chasing online or not. Maybe, uh, Maybe take this little litmus test and uh, and figure it out for yourself. Um, so the first question would be, do you hit on girls of other races by saying they resemble, insert celebrity's name here, someone that you don't look anything like, but you share a racial, but you share the same race? Hmm. So that would be, hey, Jackie, you know, I'm really attracted to you. You look like Lucy Liu. Oh. You know, check that one. God, I hate like, that. At least like throughout my whole life. I hate Hate I know when men do that. And it I look nothing worst. like her, by the way, just so you guys all know. No, but you're Asian. And so yeah. for some people that that's enough. You look yeah. like Lucy Liu. You're Asian so, and she is, too. And she's hot. So that must be a compliment, right? No, yeah. it's actually not a compliment. You're showing your a you're exoticizing someone. But B, you're showing your hand as to what you think is uh, beautiful by my racial lines. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Lucy Liu is a very particular type of Asian woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's Asian white. If we're. Like she's she's American, but she's got. I mean, she grew up here, so. Right, but but by that, to me, someone is then saying like, "Oh, Lucy Liu is gorgeous, and people that look like her are equally gorgeous," as opposed to saying all Asian women are gorgeous. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, I mean, someone could see it as a compliment. Someone, someone who adores Lu. I mean, I adore her too, but someone could see it as like, "Oh my god, that's awesome!" Like, I think she's beautiful, and I'm beautiful. Uh, yeah, but, I guess maybe you know, I've just gotten it. I've gotten I've more on the never negative. Lucy Liu, but I'll get the same couple, like handful of celebrities, and I'm like, I, I look nothing like Leona Lewis. I look nothing like Rosario Dawson. I think you think Rosario Dawson and Leona Lewis are attractive, and so you're projecting that onto me. Versus maybe, yeah, yeah, essentially, yeah, yeah. And so if you're that's saying, not the, and if you really want to say someone, if they really want to compliment your features, then just compliment me on my exactly. features. Just tell me I'm pretty, right? Just tell me I'm beautiful. <laughs> God damn it, that's all I need to know. Absolutely, no, I totally, totally agree with you. But I think also when you when you think of those two, we'll take those two celebrities as a as an example. Those two women are fairer skinned African-American women. So I, when I hear that sort of quote unquote compliment, I go, oh, so you only think fair skinned black girls are pretty. You don't what? think all black women are pretty. So you just think this type of black. Have you ever gotten pretty. like, oh, I love the color of your skin. Have you gotten that before? Would that bother you? No, I've gotten, I like your complexion, okay. which doesn't tend to bother me, but it also depends on who it's coming from. Right. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, cause I mean, you do, you have great skin. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I haven't gotten that from someone that I deem like creepy and it's un, it's inappropriate. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, I've gotten that quite a few times. Hmm. 
Again, it's, it depends on who it's coming from. On how and, they say it. And, and what I'm is sensing it, there. Right. Is the it more just like is. you're gorgeous or is it like, hey, like, how are you doing? Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> for sure. Right. Okay. For sure. Um, question two. Do all your girlfriends tend to look alike? Oh, Do all your gosh. girlfriends seem to run in the same appearance? Do you only have a thing for short, not so dark skinned Asian women with short hair? You might be fetishizing a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I've definitely like seen a couple guys or like looked into their history and saying, oh, his ex was Asian and his other ex was Asian and his other ex was Asian. Mm. Clearly you are into Asian girls. Yeah. And that's okay. You can be who you're into, whoever you want to be into. But where is the fine line? Yeah. I had a guy that I dated briefly in college and he took it upon himself to show me all of his ex-girlfriends and we all shared a very similar look. We were Mm. all tall, not too dark and wore straight hair. Granted, my hair naturally is curly and I straighten it, but it was definitely a thing where I was like, hmm, I think you like a specific type of black girl as opposed to liking all black women because if you liked all black women, wouldn't your girlfriends look a little bit different? Right. You know? Yeah. Anywho. Okay. Uh, third question. One. Do you attempt to bond or share common interests by drawing upon cultural influences? I.e., I like kimchi and K-pop. Is that your way of bonding? Or I like hip-hop. R&B is cool. Don't you like Kanye West? Whoa, whoa, I'm whoa, hoping whoa. in today's world that there's less of that. Lies. Lies. Really? Nope. Lies. I would love to indulge you and say, oh, sad. yeah, that's not happening. It happens way more than you would think. Hmm. Maybe it's because I grew up here and we're in Los Angeles. I don't get that as much. I remember going to college in upstate New York and getting that quite a bit. I think from people that didn't really have a lot of exposure to African diversity or anything ethnic yeah they or they had just had really limited interaction like personal interaction right like it's really not their fault they just they weren't exposed when they were younger it's not their fault um because they weren't exposed you are correct but I don't know I wouldn't I don't know I would never lead with the culture foot if I'm unless you're bond. the same culture well yeah but even so <laughs> like I've dated white men a majority of my life I'm not like oh hey I love iced coffee and cereal we should date like I I, I don't know that that's a really odd thing I'm gonna to try that line <laughs> now that I'm newly single I'm gonna say see, that see how many white men come knocking on your door oh they'll come I think the I think using uh what one would assume are like racial bonds or sh- or shared common interests but they fall under a racial umbrella right i think that's a a good question and a good litmus test because if that's all you have to pull from you probably aren't as interested in this person as you think yes and you're probably a little bit more either superficial or shallow than you even know definitely you know because if you really want to connect with someone on a on a deeper level you're not going to lead with that period yeah period absolutely any smart dater would know yeah, no, let me not lead with the I like Kanye West and right. K-pop. Maybe right. until, you know, into date one when right. we've established common interests that don't yeah. fall under a racial umbrella. Definitely. Just a, just a thought. Uh, fourth question. Do you find yourself saying that you have never dated a, insert race here, male or female before, but you've always been curious? I hate the first timer line. I hate I've got I've gotten this a ton in my life. I've never dated a black girl. And I think that you could be a great fit or I've never been into black people. But you are an exception. Oh, my God. 
And that one always throws me a little bit because essentially what you're telling me is you have taken it upon yourself to exclude an entire racial group from your dating pool. Right. But I am an exception. Somehow me, myself, in my blackness, I'm the thing that's going to cause you to change. And there's something really unattractive about, even if it is honest, even if it is coming from a place of, hey, I've never done this before. uh, If that's what you lead with, which... I've gotten that quite a few times in my life. Mm. That is deeply problematic to me. Hmm. That's so fascinating. Yeah. Because I then I feel like I'm being tokenized. Right. You know what I mean? Well, it depends on also, I think, the way they said it. Like, if it was coming from a place of more like, hey, you're just, you know, like a little bit, like maybe you've been dating for a couple months and you're opening up and it's more comfortable. I guess. But, but has why it always come it at all? I guess it's my bigger question. Like, why does that even have to come up? You know? Yeah. I've only I dated know. one guy with red hair my entire life. I didn't tell him, hey, I've, I've only <laughs> ever, I've never dated a redheaded guy. You're my first. Like, I, I, right. that just puts, to me, it's uncomfortable because it casts, it makes me feel like a notch on a belt mm. or a, a, a check off the old dating list mm. as opposed to And what were your responses being. to that? Generally, not that great. Yeah. Something along the lines of like, Thanks, but I'm not interested. That's probably the nicest reaction I can give. Yeah. Um, Because I think when you go into lecture territory and you shouldn't say that for X, Y, and Z reasons, I think people stop listening. Right. And um, let, they'll, let them learn on their own. You know, like they'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if they're going to keep saying that to every black woman they date or, or, or any next person race. of color, yeah, really. Period. Yeah. I, I guess I just find myself flabbergasted because I don't even see why that needs to be said. Yeah. I think I'm the only thing I would maybe is like a clash of cultures. Like if you are not from here, you are foreign and you end up really dating like a really like American white guy. Like you could say like, Hey, I've never dated a white guy. Like, I don't know how this works or whatever it is. Like, I feel like that would maybe be the only thing where it's acceptable because you're dealing with culture and not as much like color of skin. Well, right, but if I'm falling in love with a person, regardless of whoever's culture it is, why does that matter? I mean, I wouldn't date a a white guy differently than the way I would date a Hispanic guy or a Latino guy or an Asian guy. Right. I don't know. I guess I think a people is people, Uh and I just – I don't – feel the need to to have to even say that yeah to have to talk about someone's color or creed or nationality Mm -hmm. um as if it's something like novel yeah 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 that's right that's a good word that one that one gets to me the most just Mm. because i think it's super unnecessary right but the final question is uh do you find yourself liking to state that you are an ally of someone's supposed racial group i.e i marched in the black lives matter march I've read a lot of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X's writings. I'm down with your cause. I understand the things that you go through. Oh. And that one's a tricky one because you obviously have someone that's telling you, hey, you know, I, I'm not a racist. Right. I care about your cause and right. I care about your people. However. It, I don't think it, could, it doesn't have to be said like that. No. It, it also sort of calls to mind, are you dating me? Because you want to date me or do I, am I part of your sort of 
activism right. image. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it could also be something that's shown versus told. Yeah, that's that, a good one. That yeah. I think is way, way better. And that I think that proves whether someone is like really in love with you or really there for you as a human being, showing that they know or they care or family gathering, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. Uh, or something, you know, something like when I was younger, I got really into this kind of music, really into this kind of culture, and I was fascinated by it, and I find it awesome versus like, hey, like, I got your back because, yeah. you know, even though I'm white, I know all about black yeah. people. You know, like, yeah, I... Yeah, definitely. I've been many myself ways. into this culture, so yeah. I get it. Like, I'm not mm. one of those white people. Right, and what does I'm that even mean? Right. You know, just because you can hold chopsticks <laughs> really well. Like, right. that doesn't mean anything, you know? Like, I don't, I don't, I'm like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Like, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> so, if you, if you're not super aware of whether or not you fetishize uh, women of different races or men of different races... Or if you do... I mean, if you do, <laughs> let's correct that. Let's let's end the fetishization, at least the online dating fetishization. If you are leading with the racial foot, it's never a well, good if, start. And, and, and if you really want, like, you know, maybe a wife one day or a <laughs> secure lover slash partner in your life, maybe don't don't lead with that. You're right. And easier said than done. Because of course. It's, it's easy to hide behind your computer screen. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to in the And the, to be someone completely different. Definitely. Or just texting sure. or Snapchatting or Instagram, whatever it is, you know? Yeah, for sure. But I think challenge yourself to if you are interested in someone of a different color and you are on these online dating platforms, if you the only thing you have to lead with is the race, stop. Mm-hmm. Stop and think. Stop and check that person's profile. Stop and think And you never know what might happen. You might fall madly in love and get married. And True. Or you just might go on an awesome date or find a best friend. You know, you really never know. Or don't get rubbed the wrong way if the person who you're reaching out to doesn't reciprocate because yeah. he or she doesn't like. Because uh, you said, hey, let's go out for some Chinese noodles. Yeah. Even though I she's don't. Vietnamese. Jesus Christ. Like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> <laughs> We're very opinionated on this. Subject. We are. This one, this one sort of fired me up a bit. Again, I've never been on. I've never done the online dating thing. Hopefully I never have to knock on wood. But um, I couldn't imagine being someone yeah. who is single and just wanting to find. Uh, it's essentially like for, you know, just hooking up, I feel like. But see, I feel like there are people out there that hop on these sites yes. to find true love. And, and, and some of them out. I've, I've, I know a couple couples that got married and are still married and they met on eHarmony and all nice. this stuff. And that's great. I think it's a different when you talk about like the millennial generation, maybe. Or um, see, but I think the millennial generation is so much more woke than than our generation, and even generations older than ours. I think that millennials nowadays are more okay with interracial dating, yes, and are less likely to lead with that foot. Yes, that's just my assumption. I'm giving millennials a ton of credit right now. Yeah, millennials and tweens for that instance. <laughs> what I'm just I'm just saying, like tweens know what's up way more than people in my generation do. It's it's just fact. Do you hang out with? Do you know a lot of tweens? No, uh, I mean I have a couple <laughs> of cousins who are tweens. Oh, okay. And the 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 subject matter that they talk about when they talk about race and ethnicity and nationality. I mean it's it's pretty surprising and pretty woke that they're open and accepting of interracial dating uh-huh, uh-huh. of dating crossing um gender, gender. lines yeah. into, and and dating like that like they 
don't sleep on the the tweens and the millennials. millennials. Like they they know what's up. That's awesome. Good don't sleep know. on their age. Like they definitely are way more clued in than I thought they were. Right. Well, that's great. Yeah. Um. So to round this out, how do we st- Asian women? If you are being hit on online by men that are only with you because you feel like they are fetishizing you, say something. Mm-hmm. Don't feel the need to have to play along. Yeah, don't play that like nice, nice game. For, like Because it helps no one. No, it doesn't. And I get that, you know, if you're single and you want to find someone, you want to not do the single thing, which can suck. I understand. Uh, it's easy to fall into that trap. But, but always, but know that like if you aren't, the docile submissive quiet type that it's you can only play that for so long Mm -hmm. before the truth of the matter is going to come out that um you're You're powerful and awesome yeah exactly like yeah let those those colors shine don't bend your ambitions for a man like fuck that noise that's bullshit Mm -hmm. all right oh oh gosh (laughs) yes i thought that was gonna be like a lighthearted episode it definitely was not (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, guys. Yep. Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.